0: You're listening to The Mom Inspired Show, episode 336 with Corinne Crabtree. Welcome to The Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day. Hey, you guys, I am super excited to have Corinne on the show today. We are going to be talking about her wildly successful businesses. I wanted to have her on one, the reason why I love her is she is local to this area. We live in a small town outside of Nashville, Tennessee. She lives mere minutes from me. And I know how successful she is. And if people saw her in the grocery store or whatnot, they would have no clue, which I just, I don't know. I I find that to be amazing, right? That you just have no idea who people are truly, especially if they're not kind of just boasting and putting it out there and she doesn't. And so I wanted her to come on because Here's the thing. When you listen to her story, you will see in yourself that, like, if she can do it, I can do it. I feel like that's why so many people love listening to her about her weight loss journey. It's the same with business. And so I wanted her to come on and talk about how she is so wildly successful. And we just talk about, like, what things she has learned, the things that she wish she would have known when she started, you know, how she kind of figured out how to do certain things. For example, she was making $12 million a year before even taking a sales copy class. What she did do was write millions of words to figure out what worked for her sales copy. To me, that like is mind-blowing because I think it's so easy to think, oh, you must have spent so much money up front doing all these things. And really, she just did the free things for as long as she could before starting to pay the money. And I think so many times people are kind of like, oh no, I need to spend all the money up front. Another thing that stood out to me is she was saying how so many women do not pay themselves. They literally do not pay themselves. They pay everybody else. They hire people, but they don't pay themselves. So I really want you guys to truly listen to this. Have a pen and paper, write notes, take it down because this woman is so successful. And if she can do it, I truly believe we can do it hear what she says. Listen to this more than once. Share this with your friends. I know you're going to be inspired after listening to this. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Corinne, thank you so much for coming on the Mom Inspired show today. Well, thank you for having me, Amber. Okay. So I like to start off this show with an icebreaker. And the question that I like to ask is, what do you wish you could tell your younger self?
1: It all turned out better than you thought. Mm-hmm. I was... Uh pretty broken back in the day, like yeah. overweight, bullied. I had severe depression, IBS, I had ulcers. I had all of it. And I just didn't think that I was going to amount to much in life or mm. have much in life. And I, that would be definitely what I would tell her just to chill out, do your thing, eat, like keep doing what you're doing. Just quit worrying all the way. Yeah. Through.
0: Yeah. What do you think? Which age did you really start thinking that? that you're like, I'm going to not amount to anything? Like, when did it really kind of show up for you?
1: It was my early 20s. Okay. Like, I think in my teen years, I really wasn't conceptualizing those thoughts. Yeah. I think it was my 20s because when I graduated from high school, I had attempted suicide at 17, two weeks before I graduated. So oh, wow. um, in order to even go to my graduation, I had to get permission from my doctor to leave the hospital just to walk you know the stage. And I had a full ride to yeah. uh, Tennessee Tech for nursing. And I had eloped with the boyfriend that I was dating back then about a month or two later and was divorced before I was 21. And I had wow. given up my college scholarship because he wouldn't work and we oh. needed money. So yeah. I quit college to wait tables and exactly. find a job to support us. That's probably when I really started worrying about Mm. um, what was going to happen to me because I felt like I was kind of going down the same road my mom had. My mom had me at 17, although I wasn't pregnant. Yeah. I was kind of in that same boat. I had a barely a high school education, trying to figure out how
0: to make money, married,
1: all the things. So that was probably when it started. Mm.
0: Yeah. That's good to know. I mean, because sometimes I think it even happens younger too, like depending, you know, if you're a child that worries and all that, like kind of just feeling like, you know, nothing's going to work for me later in life. And a lot of times I've gotten people to answer the question and they said that they actually had the answers inside, which I thought was really interesting. You know, as you get older, it's like, you're always seeking outside and then you realize that you get older. Like I actually know the answers if I would just stop and kind of sit and think about it. So Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I love your answer. Okay, so let's get started. How about you share with us your full name, where you live, how many kids you have, and how old they are?
1: So Corinne Mm Crabtree, I'm in Nolansville, Tennessee, which is a small, small little town, Yep, right outside of Nashville. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we're 30 minutes from the airport, so it's not like I don't live in Nashville. Right. Um, I have one kid, his name's Logan, and he's 20 now. Wow.
0: So crazy. So Corinne and I live, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. (laughs) What'd you say? And I'm married. I'm married to an amazing husband. Yes, yes. 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 I know. You know what's crazy? So we live in a small town and I do run into a lot of people, but we live in the same area and we never see each other. So there's sometimes that happens that even though it's small, you don't always just run into everyone. So it is Well it would require Corinne leaving her house occasionally. <laughs>
1: We are such homebodies. We yeah. go to one place. Yep. The uh, uh the restaurant that we officially own now that is in yep. Ellisville. If you're not going there, I'm I'm like sitting there thinking, like, I don't know where anybody would see me. We Amazon yep. everything, we ship everything, we um uh, hell, if we wanna if we don't want to go to our restaurant, we do Uber Eats. It's like, yeah. and my hairdresser comes to my house. So, yep. I,
0: so there, yeah, there's not a lot never of in the wild. Yeah. There's not a lot of opportunity to see you. Except yeah. that you know you walk a lot. You did before. So maybe people would see you there.
1: I actually have um one of our members in no BS lives here in Nolansville and yeah. she walks the same green way I do. And I've oh, yeah. run into her several times. She's um yeah. she's lost over a hundred pounds. Wow. Uh, she runs now yeah. and um. That's so cool. It wasn't too long ago. I was out there just, just getting my fitness walk on yeah. and she come running by and she came back and she's like, oh my God, Corinne, I'm so happy to see you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's so awesome. Yeah. Okay. So Corinne, how about you share with us how you got to where you are today? So then we can jump into the interview, give a little bit of a background uh, for the people who are not familiar with you.
1: So back in 2000 and probably about... Um, three-ish, four-ish, I started losing weight. I had been overweight all my life and had a moment where I was just like, I have got to change my life. Like I cannot keep going like this. I was over 250 pounds. I had a one-year-old at the time and I couldn't play with him. Like I was just wore out every day. And I was slipping back into that depression that I'd had when I was a teenager. And I decided I was gonna make small changes and figure out, how to lose weight in a way that I could keep my weight off, that I could live the rest of my life, whatever, you know, whatever I had deemed was going to be the way I wanted to live. Yeah. That's the only way I was going to lose weight. And, um, took me about 18 months, i made a lot of small changes, ended up losing that hundred pounds. And then I knew I wanted to help other women do the same thing. Right. So I started a business in 2007, which is now the Nobius weight loss biz, uh, membership. And, um, It was just born out of this passion to teach women how to lose weight easier, but how to drop the mental weight along Mm -hmm. the way. I knew that that's what had changed for me. And so here we are, 16 years later, still going strong. (laughs) Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. And so also share with us too, like you starting now a business membership and, and what that looks like.
1: So the early days were hilarious because... When I wanted to help people originally, I had a laptop and my son was going to Mother's Day out and uh, I was like, well, I want to. So I got a personal trainer certification first. I went to the ACE and did the whole test and all the things. But I was so afraid that no one would ever want me to train them in a gym because I had been overweight, even though I had lost my weight. Yeah. I still had loose skin. I didn't like at the time, all the trainers at my gym that I wanted to work at, they just looked like young fitness athletes. Right. And here I was, you know, in my 30s mm-hmm. and saggy skin, but had lost weight. So I thought, well, I'm going to just start online and just talk to some people and see what happens. And I went to the Weight Watchers message boards because that back then we didn't have Facebook. We right. didn't have these things that we have today. And that's where people who wanted to lose weight. Yeah. That's where they were hanging out online. Hmm. I started a little um, thread called Ask the Trainer Every Day. And every day I was getting more and more questions. And I was talking to people all day long. So I started a blog so that people could get my articles and I could answer questions faster and link them to things. Yeah. And the next thing I knew, I was... Somehow I was diddling around on the internet, looking at something. And I realized that there are things called online trainers. I'd never heard of such a thing. Yeah, And I asked my husband, I said, Hey, like, I'm going to put out an email to all these people that read my blog and see if anybody would want me to be their online personal trainer. Yeah, And I need you to tell me, how do you take money online?
0: Because like, PayPal was brand new. You had to figure it out. Right. Yeah. Like
1: it wasn't like it is today. And he showed me like, you should look up PayPal. I sent out my first email, got some people and people started paying me 20 bucks a month to Mm -hmm. talk to them every day for hours on end in email. (laughs) 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 What a steal. (laughs) It was a big steal. It was the best steal on the internet. And then I decided to put them all in a group because... I had quite a few people. I mean, I was giving them custom workouts and everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so I, what I realized was that a lot of them felt very misunderstood and alone, and they yeah. thought no one else thought like them. And I was constantly saying like, no, I thought like that too. Yeah. And I decided to put them in a Yahoo group, which was free on the internet back mm. then, because I was like, y'all, we all need each other. Yeah. There should be no shame in this game. We're all thinking and doing the same things. yeah. And that's when like, like that very first iteration of I'm going to have a membership. Mm. They're all going to be in this group and they're going to be talking yeah. to each other. And then I can just send out one workout plan rather than 20 or 30 a month yeah. that I have to custom build. And it, yeah. that's that's how it all started. Mm-hmm. But what I want your listeners to know is that I did that. For years yeah people, people see my business today- mm-hmm. and they don't see the ten years that I was making ten to thirty thousand dollars just sitting there yeah. every day looking for free plugins on the internet free ways to take money cobbling all my things together, doing all the work myself. But I literally loved every minute of it. I was very mission driven to help these women.
0: Yeah. You know, I know your story um, enough, I feel like, uh, but, and what always gets me is that, like, I love how open you are because you kind of like map it out. Like you just said 30,000. So it's up to you if you want to share, like, how much your company is making. But it is quite amazing because I just think that women, it's so easy for them to think like I can't really think past. I mean, I think we've gotten to the point where like, hey, can we do a hundred thousand? Cool, but like, you start getting over three hundred thousand, women are just like, uh, I don't. Especially their own business where you are starting from zero. Like it's it's like you're not getting an income, you're not getting a paycheck. You you're coming up with this from out of nothing, and right. so I love that you kind of like walked us through. In the past, I've heard you talk about this that you're like, I made you know, 30,000 or whatever. And then you really just kept going up and up. And so I would love for you to share with everyone, what was it that really took you from like, you're making kind of like, you know, you're just like, I mean, mean, 30,000 from zero is amazing. Okay, but then, but you really took off with it. And it's like, what was the thing that really kind of turned everything around for you?
1: Big thing, number one was um, when I went to, i made about like that 10 to 30 range up until the point where I went to the life coach school Yeah, and I had decided to get certified and it wasn't so much the certification, but it was being around her name's Brooke Castillo and she runs it. And I remember her looking at me one day and just saying, you have a real business, Mm. like you could make a lot of money if you would just get like focused mm. and really start thinking about it like a business, I yeah. was really thinking about it more like it was a sorority. Like they oh, were my friends. Like yeah. I described it every way other than this is a business that could change like people's lives. Yeah. This is a business that could change my family's legacy. Mm-hmm. And she introduced me to that idea. Yeah. I think so many of us don't even know that until another really influential person in our, like yeah. someone who's done it tells yeah. you, because at the time she had just made 300,000. and was right. on her way to a million. Yeah. You know, of course now she makes 50 million, but yeah. I was so fortunate to have that. And so when I left there that next year, I went to what they call the mastermind, which yeah. is once you get certified, you get to go all the certified coaches get together. Yeah. When I was there, she had brought up uh, three coaches that were making over a hundred thousand dollars a year, and I was like, "Holy shit, I want to do that!" Like, yeah. I remember thinking, "I'm going to do that." So I made a goal in the next year to get on that stage, and I did like two hundred and thirty thousand that year. Okay, and after that, I didn't realize that there was an award. For the top earner. And I literally leaned over to my best friend in the back. We were sitting in the back row of the Holiday Inn in El Dorado Hills, California. (laughs) And I said, I'm going to be the top earner Mm. next year. You watch me. Yeah. She was like, I know you will. Yeah. And I worked so hard. And that next year, I became top earner. Mm. And it proved to me in that moment that when I decide what I want. Yeah that's the moment that matters. It doesn't matter if you believe you can do it. Mm-hmm. You just have to decide that you'll go after it. Yeah. I had a lot of doubt. Like I literally mm-hmm. was like, I don't know if I can do it. But yeah. what I did learn from weight loss was that if I got up each day and worked towards a goal, yeah, that every day mattered. Yeah. And I could believe in that, even if yeah. I didn't yeah. believe that I would do the ultimate goal.
0: Well, yeah, that stands out to me because... I've heard you say this, that you're like, you know, that's going to be me, right? I think a lot of people could say that, right? They're like, that's going to be me. So what do you think stands out to you that's different? I know you're saying that you get up and do it. I think a lot of people could get up and do the thing. But what do you think is so different from like what you actually did from people saying and, and doing something? But like, where where do you think the, I, I don't know, it's like, what's what's missing when what's people missing are doing me? that? I think I know what it is. Okay.
1: Tell me. I have coached so many people yeah. in business at this point and yeah. in weight loss. Yeah. I get up and do stuff when I don't want to. Mm. Like I think that like when I'm afraid. Yeah. When I think I'm dumb, when I don't feel like it, I will sit there and say, can I just get started? Yeah. I will still take action. I am like I just don't let my fears and my doubts and insecurities outweigh. Yeah, like what I'm going to do. Yeah, like I. Br- it's almost like I bring them along for the ride because what I don't want people to think is like I'm just sitting here like some kind of I don't know Terminator who has no feelings and who can just right. like go out and do it or yeah. never have bad days. I have so many bad days. Yeah, when you struggle with depression, mm-hmm. you have lots of you have more bad days than you can count. Like yeah. you know, I I have them, but mm-hmm. I'm really good at doing things anyway, knowing mm-hmm. that. Sometimes you just feel like crap, but that doesn't mean we don't show up because I'll
0: feel like more crap if I don't show up. Right. Right. Yeah. I was thinking about this because I think that, you know, so you're like doing the stuff, right? Do you ever think though people are doing stuff and they're doing really good stuff, but it's like, do you ever wonder, like, but am I doing the right stuff to keep going, right? Like to go in the right direction? Because I do feel like there's people out there. They're like, I am doing it. Like I'm working hard. I'm doing the thing that she just said, but like, how did she figure this out? And I'm still like, like, say you figured that out in a year. Right. And some people are like, okay, I'm on year five. Do I give up? Like, what, what do I need to do? What advice would you give those people? Well,
1: number one is like, figure out where your skill gaps are. I mean, I think that like, for me, that was one of probably the other thing, not only this capacity to just You know, get my butt up every day and do stuff, but I had no shame in all the things that I didn't know how to do. Yeah. And I didn't spend time being frustrated, like, I should know this or this should be easy. And I never wished this is something that I've never really said, but I don't ever remember in my solopreneur days. And I had about 10 years of those. Okay. And never wished someone else would just do it. Mm. I Mm. always really believed. I was the best person to learn these things Mm. because I always felt like I need to know this for my customers. I need to know this so I know how my whole business works. Mm -hmm. The hardest thing for me was when I really started to grow was letting go of being the best employee of the day. I was telling somebody earlier you know, at some point I had to decide as the CEO to quit lining my hallway with employee of the month and it just be my picture every month. <laughs> you know, I had to let other people help. Yeah. But in the beginning, I never begrudged mm. every course I had to take. Every hour, I struggled to figure out how does this work and stuff? Yeah. Because it. I I knew that knowing those things was going to help me figure out how to get bigger. And I also, I think the other thing too, is, um, I have been, I will try anything. Mm. I like, I am fast when it comes to trying stuff Yeah, because I don't get caught up in worrying like, Ooh, is this the right one? Is this going to work? I don't do that. I like, literally, I always tell my team, they probably get sick of me saying it, but they'll throw out ideas and I'll say, Once you have like, I always ask them to run it through one filter, Mm -hmm. which is you give me an idea, tell me why you think it's going to work and tell me everything you're going to break because Mm -hmm. every good idea has unintended consequences. Mm -hmm. And then we're just going to weigh, is the unintended consequences worse than this? If not, we just go and we'll deal with those as they come. And we move fast. So when they come to me with stuff, I just tell them. I don't know if it's going to work, but it sounds like a good idea. Let's see what happens. Go get me some data. The Mm -hmm. data will tell us if this works. And I I just don't make it all personal.
0: Yeah. Well, the things that like, so when you didn't, you don't have the money, right? So I I totally hear you with like learning how to do stuff, but like say sales copy or whatever, all that kind of stuff where you're like, oh my gosh, I really suck at this. And you're trying to like write things and stuff. What do you recommend to people that, you know, yes, you should know how to do this or whatnot. You don't have a big budget. Do you have a suggestion for those people that are just like, I feel like I this is really not my strength. And like what what would you tell them? These days
1: you don't need a big I well, I didn't invest crap into my business. I mean, like literally for a while I was doing yeah. it all on freebies. Anything okay. out there that was free, I was using it. Okay. That's how I cobbled together. And then at I some see. point, the free stuff was breaking all the time. But mm. then I was like, but I had money coming in. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. now I actually got to take you some of this it. money yeah. and spend it yeah. to. Fix the free crap. Yep. Yeah. But here's what I will tell people. Yeah. Like, like let's just take copy for example. Yep. Karen did not come out of the womb knowing how to write marketing copy. Yeah. I did not even go to. I didn't go to college or anything, and I didn't go to copy school. Right. Or do anything. Before, <laughs> like I literally took my first copy class mm-hmm. like 18 months ago. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. I was already making. Uh, $12 million a year. The yeah, first time I decided, I was like, I'm going to see what one of these copy classes will teach me. Yeah. <laughs> this wow. is what I did though. I wrote millions of words mm. over and over again. Yep. I looked uh, if it worked, mm. I would send it again. Yeah. If it didn't work, I'd write something new. Mm. I signed up for thousands of people's freebies. Hmm. To read their copy. Yeah. Look at their subject lines. Yeah. Like I took freebie things. I'm like, what's an opt-in? Like yes. nowadays, there are so many free classes for how to get your online business off the ground. If you don't yeah. have any money, you do not have to spend it. And yeah. I, this is one thing I would tell every, especially female entrepreneurs, because yeah. for some reason, female entrepreneurs refuse to pay themselves. I don't know what it is, but it's yeah. in the water somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Do not pay a coach or somebody else a dime until you're paying yourself from your business. Mm. I watch them pre-hire and pre-buy and think mm. that this is going to solve. And they're they okay. I coached someone the other day who has a business who's making um like two hundred fifty thousand dollars. She wow. still pay a paycheck. She takes courses. She has masterminds. She has employees, mm. and she's not getting paid. And so when you first start your business. There's so much free content out there. Become a YouTube fanatic. Google Mm. like it's your job. There are so many places to go and find all this. Now, it's a little slower. Yeah. But if you have no money, then just go slow in the beginning. You've got time as your currency now. Yeah, yeah. And then the moment you start bringing in money, decide on the percentage of every dollar Mm. that comes into your business. I don't even care if it's 1%. Yeah, figure yeah. out what is the percentage that's now called your salary and get into that habit from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't ever want everyone to see another woman pay, even me, mm-hmm. to coach them
0: yeah. on their business when they're not paying themselves. Now, and you're not talking about reinvesting in the business. You're talking about just personal, salary. like your own money to pay for all your stuff, your, your personal stuff, right? That's what you mean? Yes. 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 That they're not even doing that. They're just... Funneling no, it all They're back not in. paying
1: themselves a salary.
0: It's wow. like
1: you don't have a business if you can't pay yourself. Yeah. Like a right. business isn't bills. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. That's not a business. Yeah. But when you prioritize the salary first, yep. when you get paid first, mm-hmm. then you pay the expenses. Mm. Then you buy courses and craft. Yes. Like, yeah. And what we're doing, and I'm watching in this industry, is we are paying coaches and we're paying for courses, then we're like spending money on our business. And we're Mm -hmm. like, like buying consultants and we're buying somebody to do our website. We're like buying somebody to do our logo. Like we're doing all this stuff. Yeah. And then if we have any money left over, that's what I get. And it's a terrible way to set up your business. You Mm -hmm. will not think through your business decisions. Mm -hmm. You will not spend your money wisely. You will not know, you will not be able to like, if you don't pay yourself, Mm -hmm. how do you prioritize what business financial needs your business even
0: has. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Do you feel like you can achieve so much in life, but your weight loss? Maybe you feel like you're stuck and you want to leave counting calories and dieting behind. Or maybe you find yourself spending so much energy thinking about how to lose weight, what to eat, and even can you keep this off if you get to goal? I know for me, that was the case before 2019 when I lost over 50 pounds and I kept it off. And I want to help you lose weight the way that I did it. I want to help you figure out why is the weight a symptom for something else going on in your life? Because did you know that the weight gain is not usually based off of hunger issues? It's usually because you're not fulfilled in other areas of your life. So we go for food because it's a quick dopamine hit or a quick fix. So if you want to figure out how to live life without worrying about going to a party, or going on vacation, or staying in other people's homes without gaining weight, then this session is for you. How it works is you jump on a 30-minute coaching session with me. We come up with a plan right then and there so you can implement it the moment we get off our Zoom call. If you decide that you want to work that plan with me and have that weekly accountability for several months and dive deep to figure out what is really holding you back, we can do that too. But there is no pressure to do that. If you just want to jump on and chat with me and get your plan, that is A-OK. These mini coaching sessions are my way to give back to you guys. So I hope you take advantage of it. So if you're interested in more details, you can DM me at Mom Inspired Living, Or if you know this is something you really have been wanting to do, but you've just been sitting on the fence, go to mominspiredshow.com forward slash coaching and grab a day and time that works for you. If you can't find a day or time that works for you, you can email me at amber at mominspiredshow.com or message me at mominspiredliving, whatever works best for you. This will all be in the show notes so that if you forget what I just said, go to the show notes and you'll get all that information. I can't wait to chat. Now let's get back to the show. Well, and you know, speaking of women, okay, so let's talk about this. I feel like a lot of women are hesitant to put themselves out there, right? Like to get on social media, do the video, do TikTok, whatever, it's YouTube. I don't know what it is, but because they're like, people are going to come at us. And I know you know this well. And so, you know, the more successful you are, the more trolls are coming at you. So it keeps women a little bit like, I don't know. And so what would you tell them that are really kind of just they're just like kicking the can because they're like I just don't want to do it or I'm afraid to do it but that's the thing that's really going to propel them to get them out there because listen no one's going to find you if you're sitting looking in a corner you know right right so no what, one's like, going
1: to come knocking on your door and saying like will you work with me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's never happening it's yeah. not a good marketing strategy yeah the first thing on this let me just give you the easy yeah. button. yeah most people do not realize and i'm always shocked when they don't realize this but if you have a social post mm-hmm. and a douchebag comes on there mm-hmm. and disagrees with you, yeah. delete them and block them. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I don't know why we think we have to, you know, this is like, I want everybody to remember, this is your social account. Yeah. That you don't, oh, like, this is not, like a lot of times they'll say like, isn't this a free speech thing? Out in the streets, but not yeah. on my social account. Right. If you want yeah. free speech, go march in the street. You can yeah. do it all day long out there yeah. if you want. You want to tell everybody you don't like me? Yeah. Get yeah. off your butt. Go mm. into go get your picket sign. Yeah. But on my social account, no, this is yeah. like a dictatorship.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's yeah. mine. Yeah. I get to decide who's yeah. on it. Sometimes that's very freeing for people because they yeah. literally think well, they're going to come after me mm. and I have to leave it up. It's like, right. you don't have to leave it up and you don't have to argue. I delete so much crap. Mm. Yeah. Now, if somebody disagrees with me yeah. in a polite way, they're actually offering a different I yeah. love mm. having exchanges like that. That's sure. productive conflict. Yeah. right? But like trolls are not productive conflict. No. They're not good for you and they're mm-hmm. not good for your potential clients. You just delete yeah. that. The other thing yeah. is, You have to really ask yourself, why do you really care? Mm -hmm. Like, God, we spend so much time worrying about people that we don't even know. Right. Like that is an opinion we should just decide. I need to delete that. Now, if it's your family and you actually care about them and you think that they're going to come on there and have like words with you, Mm -hmm. you like don't stop what you're doing for it. Talk to them. Like, there's so many easy solutions for yeah. this. It's just right. that we get frozen because we think everyone's going to hate us. And yeah. here's the cold, hard truth for everyone. Building a social media account mm-hmm. is very difficult. Mm. It You are not going to create a social account and put right. a post out yeah. and millions of people see it. Right. Yeah. If your mother... If it gets into her algorithm, you are a fortunate person. <laughs> so that is true. Stuff out there because you're building your future. Yeah. That's why you do it. And eventually yeah. people do see it, but in yeah. the beginning, it ain't near as
0: deep as we make it. Yeah. That is, that is true. Yeah. And I think, I think people get so stuck on to like, okay, they're going to say this. And then, you know, especially if they're coming at you like, you don't know what you're talking about. And then it really kind of messes your brain. Like you're kind of like, are they right? I don't know. So I mean, when people have come, maybe people have come at you. I don't know about like your ways of how you teach weight loss. I don't know. Okay. I would imagine. Have you had that? Yeah. Just because yeah, I, this
1: is the most favorite comment that okay. I
0: get. Okay. Um,
1: if you really cared about people, you wouldn't charge money at all. Oh well, like because you know, I I always respond back. It's like okay. Like, do you go punch a clock in and turn your paycheck in every week at your job? Do you yeah. not care about people? Yeah. <laughs> You're
0: usually pretty quiet after that. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I wasn't even expecting that that's what people would say. That's very interesting. Oh, I gosh. mean,
1: I get all of it. I get I know. like diet hate, body hate. People say I'm too big. Some people say I'm too small. Yeah. People oh. say I'm too old to wear what
0: I'm wearing. Um, yeah. Like you name it, I get it. Yeah. Well, and the thing is too, you know, I don't so like if people are just kind of like hesitating are you do you feel like it's just like you just got to push yourself and do it and put it out there and just be okay with it like cuz I think literally that's the thing that stops everybody from doing the thing. This is my advice to people is number one you have to create
1: safety around it. So mm. it's not just a matter of just like, what I don't want to do is teach people to just do it anyway, because what happens in a just do it anyway situation is you don't learn how to build your self-esteem and your nervous system regulation. Right. So the first thing I always tell people is the number one thing to do is before you do it Mm. is to just tell yourself I'm safe. Mm. Like really understanding that there's a difference between. So how our brains work is um, they're very driven by fear. Yeah. It is the primal instinct, right. and you know, back in the day, we needed it. We needed mm-hmm. to be scared all the time, or you'd yeah. literally get eight, eight right. alive. Yeah. You uh-huh. know? Well, nowadays we don't have real dangers. Like yeah. if you think about, it, if you go outside, mm-hmm. the chances of pumas eating your yeah. butt is slim right. to none. Yeah. So our brains, they still need to feel fear, yeah. to feel like they're doing their primal job. Right. So it creates a lot of faux fear. So mm-hmm. when you were getting ready to post on social, yeah, to ask yourself, like, is my life in danger or is this an emotional danger? Mm-hmm. Because for yeah. the brain, emotional danger and physical danger feel and are treated exactly the same. Mm. That's why it can feel so intense. That's why it's such a showstopper. Yeah. I always like to tell myself like, I'm safe. Mm -hmm. It's going on right now. It's not, it's not what you think it is. Yeah. Let's just see. Yeah. And so then you do it because what happens is, is you start teaching yourself Mm. that there's your thinking and then there's the reality of things. Mm. There's safety that can be created for your emotions. And then when you do it and it wasn't as bad, then you start creating a lot of proof that, okay, Mm. I can see where sometimes I might exaggerate what might happen in this situation. Yeah,
0: that is good. I like that. I have two more questions. So the first one that I wanted to talk about is now that you kind of know what you know today, right? Like all the things that you went through, if you went to the beginning or people, especially coaches, but it could be more than coaches, but we'll focus on coaches. What's the thing that you'd be like, ah, I really wish I would have known this at the beginning now that I know everything that I know.
1: Well, for me, you know, I didn't have a problem with worrying what people would think. I think I was just so, I mean, for the lack of a better word, ignorant. I didn't even know to worry what people would think. I see. Yeah. I think Mm -hmm. social media, like that's kind of the difference between, like, I would say my entrepreneurial generation and this entrepreneurial generation, but I would probably set goals sooner. Mm. Um, I went into it just wanting to be kind of airy fairy, help people, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. And there's honestly, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But if you want to create some wealth, if you want to, you know, scale past that hundred thousand, if you want to, if you want to do those, that level of business. Yeah. Yeah. You have to treat it more like a business and not just I'm here to help people. There's. Yeah. That is a part of it, and I think sometimes what happens in the coaching industry it's like I'm either helping people mm. or I'm making money. And right. what I have come to find out is, the people who make, the people who enjoy their success and yeah. the people who are successful usually have blended the two. Mm. Like, I am going to help people and make money. Mm. And for me personally, I have helped so many people on my pursuit to making money they have never paid me mm. and they would have never had all that. Had I not, if I had not set my big goals, Yeah, you know, I had like a million people take my free course now. And I get emails every day of women who say oh. I've never bought anything, but mm. I've listened to every podcast. I've taken your free course. Mm. I've, I've left my job and got a better one. I've left an abusive husband. I've lost the weight. That I never thought possible. I've repaired a relationship with my mother. Like that free content to yeah. scale my business. Mm. The nice byproduct is a lot of people who could have never paid me sure. have gotten help that they could have never gotten without it. Mm. So don't ever forget. Yeah, making money and helping people—they get to live together.
0: Yeah. That's so, that's so good, especially for women. I Well, you know, I've heard this so many times that women kind of apologize for wanting to make a lot of money. Men, generally, you don't hear them being like, I wanna climb the corporate ladder. You don't ever hear them be like, and I'm so sorry for it, or I will give it all away. You know, right. where, where women are like, I'm so sorry, or I have to go do this. And I feel bad that I'm leaving the kids. But men are just like, yeah, this is my job. I'm going to do it. And so I think that's like something that, we have to like be okay with that. We don't have to keep apologizing for it. Um, You know, so the people who are thinking like, okay, I do set the goals like for the money. And it's like, I'm still struggling. Like, it's like, I'm making $20,000. And and my goal is, I don't know, 500,000. What am I missing? Like, what do you think is the biggest thing that, so if they are setting the goals, they are trying to treat it like a business. Like, what do you think that big gap is that they can try to, you know, close that gap?
1: You need to dig into your metrics, Mm. what's not working in your business. Yeah. And then you need to shore up that skill. I really believe it's always in the metrics. Yeah. Like like people who were kind of stuck at a certain level. It's like, so let's say like you want to be a one-on-one coach and you want to do calls. Yeah. What was your metric of how many cold reach outs on the internet did you do this week? You know, Mm. they'll say, well, I posted on social. That's not a cold reach out. Like Mm. how many of the people who like your page did you personally DM this week? How many people, how many networking events did you go to in your hometown this week just to talk about what you do to spread the word to anybody and anyone that this is how you are? Like how many other social accounts did you go to this week? Go deep. Like if you're, let's say you're a weight loss coach. Yeah. Did you go visit the Weight Watcher post this week? Scroll down to the unhappy people and like answer their questions and Mm. their comments so that they could find you. It's like, wow. did you do a thousand of those? Like yeah. it's always in the metrics. People okay. who are stuck, there are yeah. metrics that are broken somewhere. Yeah. Fix the metrics, you sc- shore up
0: the skill mm-hmm. and you can grow. I really think that's all it, that. Happened. Yeah. No, I think that's really good. I think people don't really think about that or they're kind of just like, they're not really thinking out of the box. So kind of like what you were saying, just even going into the people who are not happy and then, damning them. It's like, people just aren't really thinking about that kind of stuff. So I mm-hmm. think that's awesome. Um, okay. So my last question is what is one thing that, you know, we were talking about people coming at you, whatever on the internet, what is one thing, like, if you would just like shout on a megaphone, like something about you that either gets misunderstood or people really don't have a clue about you, what would that thing be?
1: Um, That hmm. gets misunderstood. Well, the problem, the biggest thing that gets misunderstood is that, uh,
0: that my cussing. Yeah. Which you've you've done well. So this is not your norm. So people will hear this and be like, what cussing? (laughs) Oh gosh. If you ever listen, like if you go to the losing 100 pounds podcast with Corinne, (laughs) you get to
1: hear every version of the F bomb ever known to man. I'm very like, I think I have, uh, trademarked a few versions myself, Yeah, (laughs) but yes. I think the most misunderstood thing is that I'm dumb. Mm, Okay.
0: Because of swearing? Is that why you're saying that?
1: Yeah. Like I get a lot of hate mail about uh, one, I'm going to hell. I get that all the time. Here's my top three favorite when the customer comes. Number one, you're going to hell. Okay. Okay. Well, like in my world, you know, that's not happening. So I'll worry about my soul. You worry about yours. Number two. I bet your mother's ashamed of you. Hmm. And my, I got this mouth from my mother and they write into my customer support Which where is your my mom? mother answers the email. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so very often I do get to shout from the rooftops because she'll yeah. reply back, this is her mother. Here's a list of podcasts. If you don't like swearing that you could listen to. Yeah. I'm very proud of my child. <laughs> sure. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then the last one is that I'm dumb. People yeah. always tell me like uh, it's a sign of being ignorant and stuff, mm-hmm. and I'm mm-hmm. like, well, if I'm so dumb, but like I'm I I want to keep I want to double down on it. Yeah. Somehow I've made over for three years running. I've made yeah. over ten million dollars a year on this dumbass mouth of yeah. mine. So
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the furthest from the truth. That is interesting. Yeah, because I think that's the other thing too. As we end, you know, I think people worry about being misunderstood, right? Like it's like people are seeing a certain version of yourself. And then there's this feeling that you're kind of like, oh, they don't understand me. I need to fix this. And, and I want to be understood. And it's like, you kind of have to let that go, especially the bigger you get, because I mean, you can't be like going to everybody being like, okay, oh, please understand me. Right. And right. so do you feel like at the beginning that was really hard for you? Or do you feel like it, you have a little bit of a thicker skin? It doesn't bother you as much.
1: Um, in the, I've always just kind of been myself, like in yeah. terms of being mouthy yeah. um, and I have always like, not, you know, I'm not going to like kid you, I have worried about what people think, but in the realm of helping people with weight loss, yeah. I never really went through that in the beginning, Yeah, but I also, I just wasn't big exposed. So in the beginning, like so many people did love me. It was harder when I started, like, especially when I started running ads yeah. And I, the people that were coming to me were people who didn't know me mm. or wasn't recommended to me from someone who loved me. Oh. And that was hard in the beginning. Yeah. Like it yeah. was really difficult to, I remember when I first started, when my membership got a little bit bigger, like we got mm. over 500 and I was yeah. losing people, mm. you know, my membership had been like a sorority, nobody yeah. ever left. And when right. I started having members leave, because they were just now trying us out. Mm. And then they'd leave it, because they're um, just like, eh, I don't know if I like all this mental work or whatever. Yeah. Ooh, I took every one of them personally. Like I always made it mean I'm failing them. I see. Yeah. And so I worked through that a lot when, um, like it was probably when I got over that 200,000 mark, mm-hmm. I started really having to work through not being liked, mm-hmm. people disagreeing with me, you know, all of that stuff. And it yeah. was not easy. And it took me years and mm. never let it stop me but yeah. I will tell everyone it hurt so much mm. for a long time yeah and I had to let it hurt I had to like understand why I kept getting hurt it was not something I was going to turn off overnight and even mm. to this day I have a much thicker skin now because I have such a better relationship in my mind yeah. about you know haters and stuff like that yeah but there are times yeah. that I read a comment or mm-hmm. a member says something and yeah. I cry mm. and I get really upset and I feel the heat in my chest and I shake and I get the anxiety. Mm. And I've just learned how to be like, it's part of doing business. Yeah. Sometimes you take it personally. Yeah, Here we are. Yep. Don't stop just yeah. because you're taking it personally. Yeah.
0: Work on your personal relationship with you. Yes. Yeah. I love that. I do actually have one more question. It goes along with this and you say this all the time with weight loss. You know, people think like they're going to get to their weight and it's like, oh my gosh, it's going to be like rainbow and unicorns and everything's going to be amazing. Okay. One time I heard Brooke and Cara say this, "Like, oh, when you think you lose weight... Um, you're going to have really long hair and you're going to be young. And I thought that was the funniest thing because you kind of do think this, like, well, one, I think you think you're going back in time, like as a younger version of yourself, which is not happening. And the, the longer hair part was just funny. And so, um, but so with, okay. So with weight loss, we, we think, okay, everything will be solved. I think that happens with money too, right? So people are listening to you right now. They're like, okay, like how hard is her life? She makes over $10 million in her business. What is the thing that you feel like is challenging right now that you didn't experience before this that people would have a hard time thinking like, how do you even have problems? Like it's so hard for people to understand that. Just like someone being thin like you think no thin people have any problems, right? If you're dealing yeah. with weight, like their boss never makes them mad. They're just <laughs> sitting
1: around. Like they love working on weekends because they're thin. They're thin. It's like no, <laughs> they hate their boss too, and they yeah. go and complain. Yes, you know? yeah. For me, it's um. Cause this is such an interesting question because you know, I grew up so poor, yeah. And I would have thought that at this mm-hmm. stage, and I do have a lot, like, right. I'm not a kid. It's nice, it's what's nice mm-hmm. is I, if I want to spend some money on something, I don't have to ask anyone, I don't have yeah. to, I don't even have to check my bank account. I right. can do this, but what's not nice about it is the more money you have, mm-hmm. it scales your fear of losing it.
0: Mm.
1: Like, I also, you know. I'm responsible for 27 lives now. Yeah. 27 people get paid every week by me. Yeah. And my ability to keep this business running. Yeah. And so there's an anxiety level that comes up. Like if if we miss targets and stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm like, I'm like, I don't want to fire people just because I couldn't like, you know, get my quarterly goals this month. Yeah. That's the kind of like, you know, when you're, when I was first building my business, I never had those worries. Mm. I didn't have the money, but I never had to worry that we weren't going to be able right. to pay the rent. Yeah. You know, like we were like, you know, when it was a side hustle for me. Yeah. Right now, I don't even worry. It's not even so much worrying about my rent. I worry about everybody else's rent. Yes. I worry about their children, mm. their husband. Some of them, their husbands have left their job. And now that woman is the breadwinner, mm. whereas it was role reverse, Right. So some of that comes along for the ride. Yeah. And just like, um, I don't know. It's
0: it's,
1: just, it's You just always have problems. I just want people yep. to know like yep. no matter what happens in life, like mm-hmm. if like if you're dreaming about the version of you who makes however much money you want to make, yeah. never forget to imagine how she's showing up on her worst days. Yeah. Just because you get the weight off or you get the money that doesn't free free you of bad days, crap happening in your life. Yes bad things you know like I lost and, and I know this seems trivial to some people but you know as much money as I have uh right before we moved into our dream home mm-hmm. both of our cats died within four weeks of each other that we'd had for over I didn't 20. know the, I didn't know both of them dead both both? Did. one died um, he died first he was our 10 mm-hmm. year old and then my 16 year old died four weeks later almost to the day oh. and I hurt like everybody else. I mourned my babies, and as mm. I had all the money, yep. like I was like, I, and I'm gonna cry when I say this, but I remember sitting there with both of them, and I looked at the vet both times, and I said, "Are you sure there's nothing we can do? So I can mm. afford to do anything I need to do for these babies, yeah. and money couldn't fix that." Mm. And I hate to be crying about pets, but okay. Money doesn't fix everything. Yeah. I still have a kid with autism. Yeah. I, I can't throw any more money at that problem. Mm. You know, so you just you just have to remember. Yeah. It's not your life is going to be happy because you decide to look at the right things in your life, right? It's not going to be because you earned something. You have to be willing to think about what's right in your life and yeah. appreciate the moments and You know, like for me personally, I work really hard on just taking a step back sometimes and appreciating myself for creating all of it Mm -hmm. to not just sit and think about the next goal, the next goal, the next goal, because, you know, money doesn't, it just doesn't shore up your self-esteem. Weight loss never shores up your Mm -hmm. self-esteem. We hope it does, but we still have bad days and it's the bad days that will tell you
0: exactly where your self-esteem is. Yeah. So true. That was, that was so good. All right. So we're at the end. Is there anything else you want to add? Or do you feel like we hit it all? We got you crying and all. I feel like we hit it
1: all. I feel exhausted.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Well, Corinne, it was so great having you on today. I love talking with you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode. To learn more on how to work with me, go to com forward slash coaching. See you there.